Today I'm looking at question 16 on the first logical reasoning section of LSAT prep test 63. This is a question that I would skip initially on the test uh, for the main reason that it's a question between questions 12 and 19. I always advise my students to skip these questions the first time through. I think that the most effective way to approach this section is by going questions one through 12, then skipping to question 20 to 25 and attempting those first. The LSAT, I've seen pretty convincing evidence that they place some of the most difficult questions consistently between about 13 and 19. That's not to say that there won't be a few easier questions in there, but they do like to try to slow you down and add a few easier questions at the end to reward you for moving aggressively through the section. It is designed to punish you if you slow down in the middle or get bogged down. So I do recommend skipping 12 through 19 and then attempting those after doing one through 12 and 20 to the end. So that's the first reason I would skip this question. The second reason is that I find sometimes that the questions they ask when they're looking at survey or census data is kind of difficult. So I see something about a survey of addresses, I, and then it goes on to talk about households moving in and out of the city. So I have a feeling that there's gonna be something here about a census. And sure enough, there is. So the questions, uh, the, the actual text to refresh your memory in case you're not at your computer, is a survey of address changes filed with post offices and driver's license bureaus over the last 10 years has established that households moving out of the city of Weston outnumbered households moving into the city two to one. Therefore, we can expect that next year's census, which counts all residents regardless of age, will show that the population of Weston has declined since the last census 10 years ago. So right away, when I look at this, before I even get to the second sentence, the first sentence is talking about a survey of addresses establishing that households moving out of the city outnumber households moving into the city two to one. And so whenever I see something like two to one, I am kind of suspicious because they want you to look at this and think that the city's population has fallen by 50% by introducing this kind of specificity in the figure. They want you to make an assumption and you have to be training yourself out of doing that. So that for me is why this, this two to one really looks like a red flag. And sure enough, they go on to say that based on this frequency of people moving out, the fact that people are moving out at double the rate that they're moving in, actually not people, households. That's the, the really key thing is they want you to read this and instead of thinking households, they want you to think people. And that's kind of the slip that they're doing. And that's what they do when they go on to say that we, the census counts all residents. You see, you wanna see that they 
switch from talking about households to talking about residents. And that is really what they want you to hone in on. So we cannot say, and it, it, a way to look at this, if you get a question like this wrong, this question is asking you to most strengthen the argument. But if you're reading this and you see right away the flaw, which is that we cannot make an assumption or a projection about population based on trends in the number of households. Because what if the households that are moving out are retired single people, right? Like if it's a bunch of widows in Weston and they're tired of it and they're all going to go live in a party, in a party house, like a nursing home across the border. There's a sweet ass retirement community. Everyone's going to go there and party. Um, maybe not right now because of COVID and that's bad, but what if they're all single single people households that are moving out and everyone moving in has like 10 kids. Like what if this became a really popular destination for big families because it was cheap or something? We don't know, right? That's the point is that there is a scenario in which the number of households could decrease while the population increases. And that's what you should be thinking about after reading this before you go over and see that this question is asking about how to strengthen the argument. So I think if you're having trouble with this question, you need to ask yourself, would I have gotten this question right if they had asked me about the flaw? And I've just spent a lot of time talking about the flaw, but if you would have gotten the question right, thinking about the flaw, then I think you'll see why, how the strength in questions work. So anytime you're asking about a strength in question, you should have that flaw in mind because the correct strength in answer is always going to neutralize that flaw. And that is what the correct answer choice does. So A, within the past decade, many people both moved into the city and moved out of it. Well, it doesn't really matter how many, we're just talking about, you know, it could be that two households left and one moved in. It doesn't have to be many for all of this to be true, okay? Uh, B, over the past century, any census of Weston showing a population loss was followed 10 years later by a census showing a population gain. Well, that's not great because you can't infer things from past trends. We don't know that they're going to continue. So they, they never want you to pick an answer like this for a question about this kind of data. C, many people moving into Weston failed to notify either the post office or the driver's license bureau that they had moved to the city. Well, that would be bad for the argument, right? Because we want to talk about the population declining. So if there's people there that aren't on the record, that would not um, necessarily suggest that the census is gonna show a decline based on this net loss in households. D, most adults moving out of Weston were parents who had children living with them, whereas most adults remaining or moving into the city were older people who lived alone. Well, this is the right answer, but let's talk about why D is wrong. Most people moving out of Weston were young adults who were hoping to begin a career elsewhere, whereas most adults remaining in or moving into the city had longstanding jobs in the city. This is just irrelevant because it doesn't tell us anything about household size. And D is the only one 
that tells us anything about household size. And D, if D is true, then families are moving out of Weston. Most adults moving out are parents who have children living with them. So that's a household of more than one person. Whereas most adults remaining and are moving into the city were older people who lived alone. Well, if the grannies are staying put and not leaving Weston, then if they're the ones staying or the people moving into it are moving into Weston as single person households, then yeah, the population is going down, right? Like if 50% of the adults of the households moving out, so that, that word most always means more than 50%. So more than 50% of the households moving out have two or more people. Most of the households moving in have one person. Then you see how the population will decline. So it eliminates the possibility or rather forecloses the possibility that the trend in population and the trend in the number of households could be decoupled. This actually couples those things together and that is why it strengthens the argument. So that's all I've got. Have a good night, everybody. I hope this is helpful. Bye.